morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Friday, July 1st, 2022. And our top story today, small differences in mutual fund fees can cut billions from Americans' retirement savings. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, John Scott is the director of the Retirement Savings Project at the Pew Charitable Trust. John, great to see you again. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Jeff, great to see you. Thanks for having me. And you come bearing gifts. We've got some new research out from the Pew team. All right, John, small differences in mutual fund fees can have an impact on retirement savings. And clearly, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, this, this is a new report out but, uh, from your team at the Pew Charitable Trust. Let's talk high level. Why do fees matter? Well, fees matter. Uh, even seemingly small fees matter because with retirement savers, they're holding their assets for a long period of time, you know, decades uh, in many cases. And those seemingly small fees can really uh, take a bite out of those savings. They can erode savings over time. So it really does make a difference. And, and, the la- and your team, just for the benefit of the audience, your team is really focused on retirement savings. You do a lot of work around these state retirement plans. You do a lot of research. And the key here with the retirement plan is getting the most benefits so that people can save as much as they can. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So we have focused a lot of our research on accumulating assets, uh, trying to gain assets, gain access to retirement plans and and things of that nature. Uh, But it's also about preserving assets. So holding on to what you've saved. Um, A lot of Americans are not saving a lot, even when they have access and when they're participating. So, you know, really trying to hold on to every dollar that they have. We know that expenses in retirement can be very high. Healthcare expenses, are, you know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. So even, you know, losing 10, 20, $30,000 to fees uh, can really have a big impact on people's uh, financial security in old age. John, let's talk about two classes of fees or two types of fees. Uh, within mutual fund fees, there's the institutional fee, institutional share class, or the retail share class. How are they different? And how do people get access to these different share classes? Like if I was going to go out and buy an IRA today, fund my IRA, would I have access to a retail share class or an institutional share class? Well, I think that's part of the problem is that it's not clear. Um, You know, and to, to make it even more complicated, you know, even within one mutual fund, there can be several different kinds of share classes. And they, they often have a letter attached to them, like A or C or R. Uh, what we did in our research was, as you suggested, um, sort of group them together into institutional, where you know, institutions like retirement plans, state pension funds, and the like, you know, that have uh, buying power, you know, they bring scale, uh, they can purchase um, at the institutional level or the institutional share class level and get lower fees um, because they're they're bringing scale. You know, other share classes are we group together into the retail share, where those are really designed for the individual investor, whether that's a retirement saver or someone off the street just saving uh, in a mutual fund. They typically will pay higher fees because you know it is a retail environment. The fund families are marketing these funds. Sometimes they're offering more services to individual investors. Uh, and they have a lower minimum. So 
you know, there's a bit of a trade-off there. Uh, they're gonna, you're going to pay higher fees if you walk in off the street and purchase a mutual fund as, a, as an individual. Um, but because you have, if you're a, a, a retirement plan, you know, you'll have the ability to negotiate lower fees. I mean, I, I think that makes sense. And so that is our basic comparison, is that institutional share class in a mutual fund versus a retail share class, all within the same uh, mutual fund. And is it your sense that, let's take the two different groups of people. There's the fiduciary, and we've, you and I have talked about the fiduciary a lot over the last few years. Uh, they have oversight of the retirement plan. And then there's the individual participant. Is it your sense that both groups have a good feeling for the d differences that you just distinguish? Well, no, uh, not at all. I think the fiduciary, uh, you know, they typically are a little more knowledgeable, but uh, a, a planned fiduciary can employ consultants to help them select the investments in a retirement plan. You know, we have a, a 401k committee here at Pew, um, and we em employ outside uh, experts to help us select the mutual funds and review the mutual funds and other investments within our 401k plan. That's very common if you're a planned fiduciary. Um, we have found in our own research that the individual participant uh, isn't often aware that there's a fee disclosure. Even if they read the fee disclosure, a uh, large number of them don't understand it. It's not written for the typical lay person uh, to understand what the impact of fees might be on their retirement savings. So there is a bit of an asymmetry in terms of the information uh, from the, the investment uh, company and the individual uh, investor. You know, I would even say that even for very small plan uh, sponsors, the small business owners, um, even they find it difficult to understand the fee disclosures, even when they have access to some experts helping them. So it is a bit of a, an information problem. And, and John, you're telling me that people don't read the 100 page prospectus that you don't even get in the mail anymore. Now it's just electronic. You know, Jeff, you and I, we're in a rare class of people who will plow through those things. I, I, I think that's very true. People don't, uh, don't read those things. And but but even, if, even if they did, and this is sort of the key point, even if they did, I think it's very hard to understand how that would impact your savings. I, I, I completely agree. And, and I say that tongue in cheek um, because I think communication is important, uh, but also consumption and how you consume is important. Last question. Let's just talk about some of the ranges on these fees. I kind of glossed over that, but you and the team did an analysis. Let's talk about some of the range differences for equities, fixed income, and those hybrid funds, things like target day funds. What are, when you compare retail to institutional, what do you see? Yeah, so in the brief uh, that we published on this, we looked at the median differences. So what's the median institutional uh, uh, fee? What's the median retail fee? for those three classes of mutual funds. And we, we disaggregated it even further. We looked at different kinds of mutual funds like domestic equities, international uh, equities, uh, different kinds of bond funds. But for, to make it easy to understand, we sort of made these large groupings of equities, fixed income, and hybrid uh, funds. And so when we look at the differences between institutional and retail uh, fees, you're looking at, for equities, it's 34 basis points uh, higher for the retail shares in the equities. It's 19 basis points higher uh, when you're looking at the hybrid funds, and it's 31 basis points higher when you're looking at the fixed income uh, funds. So, you know, a you know, seemingly small difference, um, but a significant difference nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, if you have $1,000 or $10,000, 
those costs add up if you're a retail investor versus institutional investor. John, I want to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some examples to illustrate savings if you're an institutional investor versus a retail investor. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and called Credit Repaired for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. Welcome back. We're talking this morning to John Scott. He's director of the... Pew Charitable Trust Retirement Savings Project. John, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Great to be here, Jeff. And, and John, just to kind of set up our discussions about some examples, uh, what we're talking about here is there's a significant impact when people go to leave their retirement program and what, do what's called a rollover to an IRA. And you, you all examined the magnitude in terms of dollars. What's the loss there or the potential there? Yeah, and I, this was a big focus for us because IRA rollovers are really um, uh, quite large in the, the retirement system. So uh, from 2009 to 2018, 95% of all inflows into IRAs were from rollovers. And in 2018 alone, 
$516 billion uh, flowed into IRAs via rollover. So we're, we're really talking uh, some big dollars, and, and that's the reason why IRAs hold more assets today than employer-sponsored plans. So that's why we really focused on fee differentials as applied to IRA rollover. So you know, let's just take that $516 billion, from, uh, billion of IRA rollovers in 2018. You know, if we just assume that that fee differential from hybrid funds of 19 basis points, you know, which seems you know, relatively small, we're, we're talking in one year of $980 million in fees. And then when we compound that over uh, 25 years, you know, we're talking about $45 billion in excess fees and in foregone earnings uh, to the retirement, sa uh, retirement savers. So you know, it's, it's a big number in the aggregate, and it's something that we feel is really important for people to understand how this can impact them. So you know, I'm talking at the societal level, but it also has a big impact at the individual level. It does, and, and, and I want to talk about some of the examples in the brief. Let's talk about Sarah. Uh, I don't know Sarah, but she looks pretty cool. Uh, she's a recent retiree and has money in her 401k plan, about $250,000, John. Uh, what's the impact to her if she chooses to roll over? Yeah, Sarah's a really good example here. And we used her a couple of times as a, as a hypothetical. <laughs> poor Sarah. And just hypothetical. Poor Sarah. Uh, and, you know, the first example that, that I think is really interesting. So if you are in, say, a hybrid fund, uh, you know, People often think about those as a target date fund, but something that's a mix of stocks and bonds. And you really like that fund, and, but you want to roll your money over to the IRA, but you still want the same fund. Well, in Sarah's case, you know, moving from her 401k plan to an IRA, and again, this is at the median, as I mentioned before, it's a 19 basis point difference. So she's going uh, into retail shares that you know, at the median are 19 basis points higher. Uh, and what that means is that for someone retiring at 65 like Sarah, you know, over a 25-year period until she hits age 90, um, she's going to pay $10,000 more in fees, and she's going to have $20,000 less uh, in her account balance. And for someone living on Social Security, and in our example, she's taking out $1,000 a month from her uh, savings to supplement Social Security, that $20,000 uh, loss, you know, that's almost two years of withdrawals from her savings. And so that's a big impact to the Sarah's of the world. I would say so. And I'd like to have that $10,000 in my account. Uh, I'm sure Sarah would as well. Let's talk about a job switcher. I want to talk about Jim, a uh, young guy, uh, but not, he's 26 years old. I remember my twenties, they were great years. Um, he's switching jobs. Uh, kids today, uh, kids, Millennials, Gen, Gen Z, they're going to have multiple jobs. But if they switch jobs and go from 401k to IRA or roll it out from a 401k to another 401k, there's an impact on what Jim's going to pay. And he's got a lot longer stretch to live. Yeah, and I think this is a really good point uh, to make because uh, many people in this country switch jobs. And you're often starting off uh, in your 20s and, and moving from job to job initially. And... You know, we often think about leakage in this situation where someone, you know, leaves one job for another and then they take the money out of their 401k and, and they spend it. In Jim's case, you know, he's doing the right thing. He's keeping the money in the retirement system. He's rolling it over to an IRA, 
what's the situ situation there? And in our example, he's in all equities fund, as he probably should be for someone who's in their 20s. Uh, again, the basis point differential between the retail shares and the institutional shares is 34 basis points. Uh, and we're talking about in the, this example of a longer period of time. So it's over 40 years because he's in his 20s and you know, looking to retire in his mid 60s. So you know, there we see a difference in fees is going to pay an additional $15,000 more in fees uh, over that 40 year period. And he's going to lose in terms of the reduction in his account balance, nearly $65,000. He'll have $65,000 less in his account balance because of that rollover to the higher uh, fee mutual fund. And, you know, that's an even bigger hit uh, than Sarah took. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's in, again, he's doing the right thing, but you've got to pay attention to those fees. John, what's the takeaway here? You know, we had the fee disclosure regs, I think in 2012, um, mm -hmm. a lot of this information is available in our earlier segment, first segment, hey, look, no one's nerdy like us. I'll speak for myself. No one's nerdy like me. I'm going to go through a prospectus and do that analysis. So what's the takeaway? Do we need better fee disclosures that actually have a bite and show individual information? Um, do we need to have some reforms around rollovers to make sure that people, it's not automated or people understand the ramification? What, what's the takeaway here? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. And one thing I, I do want to say is just a couple of caveats. One is we're not trying to provide investment advice. We're not trying to say always pick the lowest fee fund or anything like that. There, there are times when people legitimately and for good reason want to pay a higher fee. Maybe they're getting something in return for that higher fee, like additional services. That's fine. I, I think what is concerning to us is that a lot of people are losing money due to these higher fees and they're not aware of it or they're not really aware of the trade-offs that are involved. So you know, part of it might be additional education. A lot of employer plan sponsors uh, who you know have older workers who, that are retiring, uh, they often do provide financial wellness. Sometimes it's more geared towards the younger workers and about the need to save for retirement. Perhaps they could be doing more with workers who are making that transition to retirement, helping to educate them when they're making those decisions about, do I do a rollover? Do I keep it in the plan or do I do something else? That could be useful. But in addition, I think plan sponsors might be thinking more about, and we've seen some news stories, you might have seen some stories around this, where plan sponsors are more interested in keeping assets in the plan for a variety of reasons. So plan sponsors might be thinking more proactively about you know, making it more appealing or at least easier to keep assets within the plan and, and reap the benefit of those lower fees. And then policymakers might also consider some uh, changes, um, you know, thinking about uh, default options where people can move their money, even if they want to roll over, maybe m make it easier to move it into investments that are cheaper. I mean, there's really no reason uh, uh, somebody that's been saving on a 401k plan for their whole career, they should put, be put into a retail pricing environment just because of a change in the, the savings vehicle. So um, I think there's more that could be done at all levels, the individual level and at the plan sponsor and policy level. Yeah, well, fees matter, John. Uh, really important work. Thanks so much for stopping by to highlight this. We always appreciate you and the Pew Charitable Trust coming on the program, and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Jeff, thanks for having me on. It's been great. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. 
have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, visit our website and our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow with a look back at some of our best segments for the week. That's right. BRN Weekly is on its way. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Are you being audited? And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. The IRS can freeze your assets and seize your bank accounts, but you can stop these IRS actions. The Tax Doctor will work with you using our years of experience to represent your case to help you get the best resolution under the IRS guidelines. Help is here to deal with the IRS to reduce your stress. We've handled thousands of cases, so we know what we're doing. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a Tax Doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Call 800-224-6439.